Mindless Can, the podcast with radio personality Jane Lindley Thomas and psychologist Paul Bushel. Because every act of kindness, no matter how big or small, can change lives. In this series, Jane and Paul hope to enrich your life by giving you practical tools on how to be kinder in your relationships with yourself, with those around you, at home, work and in your community. So welcome to episode two in our Kindness Can podcast series. What we wanted to chat about is kindness with our children. Yeah. Hey. Loaded. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I think, you know, as a mom, uh, being a mom of three small children, I used to, and I would say I've got a lot better at it. I used to really give myself an extremely hard time and drag myself through my life like almost if you can picture a pair of plastic boots covered in like thick mud I'd like drudge that guilt all the way through my life of not doing enough or being enough I've got so much better at kind of controlling that narrative yeah and let's talk about how today I think that's because I think that story is the story of so many parents moms and dads out there who just over and over again don't feel enough and feel like they're getting it completely wrong and that they're messing up the most valuable, precious thing in their life. And the emotions that follow those thoughts are just so heavy. Feelings of blame and guilt and sadness and anger and frustration. And those are really horrible feelings we're carrying around. And responsibility. Nobody told me. (laughs) Nobody told me that it was going to be this terrifying. Yeah, You want to be a doctor? You go to medical school. You yes. want to be a lawyer? You go to law school. You want to be a parent? Good luck. Yes. <laughs> hey, all the best. It's so, I mean, the joy obviously is immense and the purpose and the sense of belonging to a little, you know, community of family. It's special and it's amazing. But well, in so many ways, you know, all those wonderful things of having children and making a family that in itself is what makes it kind of hard sometimes because you just so badly want to protect and preserve and be the best in it because it just is so wonderful. But we've got to watch our thoughts uh, and we've got to watch our behavior in our attempts to do and be that because it can end up becoming really hard. I was watching a great video, uh, a TED Talk recently, about a woman talking about parenting and she described going into the bookstore and she went to the parenting section and she shows a picture of it. It's this huge, mm, massive, cavernous, big <laughs> shelf. And she was like, there was a book on there for everything. There was a book on there how to have yoga kids, gluten-free kids, maths whiz kids, emotionally intelligent kids. And she was like, as I stood in front of this bookcase, I felt overwhelmed mm. and inadequate in everything that I had to do to make my kids perfect. And right there in that thought that's where so much destruction starts. And we've got to kind of shift that thought. Yeah. Also, like not having the answers. You know, yeah. like the other day, I'll give you an example. Sorry, Lila. It was like, if you don't finish what's on your plate, because she's had this thing of like trading me, like, oh, I'll eat the sausage, but I won't eat this. I'll eat that. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> the negotiation. I'm not negotiating with you. It's dinner. Just eat it. Yeah, the negotiation <laughs> that goes on with 10-year-olds. Oh, my gosh. I promise you one day I'm writing a book called Negotiation, Negotiating <laughs> with Terrorists. Anyway, so I said to her, if you want s'mores, you know, the two Mari biscuits yeah. with the marshmallow inside, you need to finish the food. I haven't given you a huge portion. Just, you know, deal with it. Anyway, the brothers finish and they go off and have their s'mores and she comes through and very um, upbeat says, here we go, finish, puts her plate into the sink and goes to the toilet. And that 
instant kicks in. What's I'm just going like, on here? That was too on. easy. Yeah, you've transitioned from, I'm not eating this, to I'm finished. <laughs> so I follow her into the bathroom and I just hear the words coming out of my mouth. I'm like, did you throw meat in the bin? She's like, no. I'm like, okay. Did you throw meat into the toilet? She's like, no. I'm like, can I look? No. Like, Lula, please don't tell Dad. I'm like, oh. hold on now, hold on now, hold on, back it up, back it up. So now I'm standing in a position where she's thrown food away, she's been deceitful. Now, how do I parent this? So yeah. she says to me, so what are you going to do? She's going to tell you what to do. <laughs> I was like, I need time. I need a couple of minutes to deal with this because I'm trying to process all of this. I don't want to act um, irrationally or fly off the handle, which I don't do, but I need to, to know all I can tell you for fact is that you're not getting a small, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but give me a couple of minutes. So I think also as parents, we feel like we always have to come up with the solution very quickly. And that comes from this thought that I have to be perfect. I have to be all knowing uh, and always right and always on top of things. And I really want to encourage everyone who's listening to this, the first step in better parenting is actually letting go of that expectation that you're placing on yourself, that I have to know everything and get it right all the time because that keeps us locked in so many horrible feelings, which then start to bubble out in the way that we, we parent. And that's when we start to make kind of mistakes. Yeah. Shama did have a little moment of like, she doesn't want to disappoint her dad. Like, if that was her first, it wasn't like, can I still have a small? It was like, please don't tell dad. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, bless you. <laughs> so, yeah, not having all the answers as well as not having um, solutions. Because I think as moms, we have this, like, desire to, when a child presents a problem, you want to be able to fix it. Mm. And I read a really inspiring article a while back that was kind of like, You've got to allow your child through that tunnel to be able to problem solve for themselves, go through the pain and pop out the other side. And the saying that comes to mind is the only way art is through. Sure. So I find myself, uh, usually I would try and like problem solve it. We talk, about, we talk aloud about it. Now I find that I just can sit next to one of my three children with my hand on their back and just say, I know this is hard. Mm. I'm here. Sure. So starting with the feeling, uh, letting empathizing. Uh, with our children is sometimes the most important thing that we can do. So just sitting there and being like, this feels hard. Mm. This feels scary. Don't skip past that straight into the solution because you feel that's what's going to make this all better. Mm. Sit with the feeling. Show them, role model to them that we have to acknowledge our feelings and we can hold them together. We don't have to just go straight to the answer here. The other day I said to my kids, uh, and it was such inspiring words that were told to me, and I said, you know, I've never been a mom before, and dad's never been a dad before, and you guys have never been kids before. And they all just like looked at me like, oh my gosh, she's so kooky. <laughs> and I was like, so what I'm saying is like, why don't we do this thing together? Like we may have to reset a couple of times in a day. And it was so cute because the other day Rocco said to me, we need to reset. And I was like, yeah, as a family, we need to reset. Yeah. Let's slow this things, down, step back. Things have got out of control. Yeah. <laughs> and so that kind of, for me, brings up that picture of you, you know, you're driving with, with your two kids in the back seat um, in the car chairs and someone cuts you off and you completely lose it. Only suddenly to realize you've got four eyes, like big eyes staring at you mm. in the back of the head. Like, who was that? Yeah. What did you just, just do? <laughs> and I'm sure that was a bad word. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've got an idea that that was a bad word. 
it's so easy in that moment because we're holding ourselves ransom to this idea of perfect parenting to feel like, oh my gosh, end of the world. I've messed up. I've ruined my kids. That was so bad, so terrible. And we beat ourselves up about it. Kind of pause, step back for a second and turn that moment into a learning opportunity. We all mess up as parents. We sometimes fly off the handle. We sometimes say the wrong thing. But those those moments are so uh, ripe with opportunity to sit together and be like, right, let's reset. Uh, I think I kind of messed up yeah. and I want to, to learn from this. I want to be better. What do you think I could have done differently? Yeah. Uh, how do you think I could have handled this? Um, and that's a very, very powerful moment for yourself in your relationship uh, with yourself as a parent, setting yourself free of this expectation of perfection. But you're also role modeling something very, very valuable to your children. You are setting them free mm. from the idea that they have to be perfect all the time. Well, something happened the other day. I was lying on the bed uh, reading the three kids a story. And Mike was screaming something from downstairs. I couldn't hear him. So I was like, I can't hear you. And he was like, mm, 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 mm. I was like, I can't hear you. And then he said something again. I was like, Michael, I can't hear you. And the kid just looked at me. And I was like, ooh. So I said, sorry, guys. And I jumped off the bed and I screamed down the stairwell. I was like, Mikey, babe, I can't hear you. I'm sorry that I spoke to you like that. Yeah. And I went back to the bedroom and they were like, what happened? And I was like, no, guys, that wasn't a nice way to speak to dad. So I just wanted to apologize. And I knew in that moment that they had taken notes and knew what they had witnessed was a vulnerable moment in parenting and being an, a, a human. Just being a human. And that you can get up and make your voice, yeah. ma make it better, make amends. Yeah. So, in effect, what you showed them in that moment is, A, I'm not perfect. Okay, I'm just a person too. Uh, we all make mistakes sometimes. And this is how you make it better. You, you get up from what you're doing, you connect with the other person, you say, I'm sorry, you offer to help to make their hard feeling go away. And that is so, so powerful. Kids learn from what they see. So by observing you do that in that moment, they've learned a really important emotional intelligence tool. Mm. Rather than just trying to sweep it under the carpet and put on this mask of, uh, I'm, I'm perfect, I didn't do anything wrong, I'm the parent here. Mm. That's not useful. Let's talk about chores and what was it? Love and chores. Love and chores. So more and more in the work that I, that I do and the conversations that I'm having with, with parents, you know, I go back to that, that image of standing in front of the bookshelf with all this pressure. Okay, like I've got to get all this stuff right. I've got to tick all these boxes because the world is scary out there and I want my kids to, to thrive in it. It all comes back down to two quite simple things. Uh, love. Uh, so if you just show your children love through words of affirmation, um, speaking their love language to them, hugs, um, time, your time, time. Um, little gifts along the way, little reminders of, of love, that is so powerful. It kind of supersedes a whole bunch of, of other stuff, in my opinion. And then the other thing is chores. Uh, and parents get really excited when I say this and kids kind of roll their eyes like, who is this guy and stop listening to him? <laughs> um, but yeah, giving your kids things to do around the house, getting them to participate in daily life is so beneficial to them. It teaches them how to, to be responsible and accountable, to show up and sometimes have to roll up your sleeves and do things that you don't want to do because that's how life is. 
Um, so love and chores, that's what it sometimes comes down to me. If, if you can kind of be giving your kids opportunities to, to have and participate in that, you're doing much better than you think. Yeah, absolutely. And then talking about the time, there was also that wonderful story about giving your children that little section of time. Yeah. Well, I love that story. It's, it's Shonda Rhimes, uh, the American uh, scriptwriter and producer. In her book, Saying Yes to Everything for a Year, she talks about how in her busy life, her kids would often ask her to look at something or do something with her. And she was you know, speeding past because she had somewhere to go. And in this challenge that she set up for herself, saying yes to everything, she started saying yes to her kids. So she stopped and she looked at what they were showing her or she, she participated in the activity that they were, were doing. And she realized it didn't take that much time, actually, because after five minutes, they were done and bored of her and they were ready to move on to something new. But something so special happened in those five minutes. She was able to impart a gift to them some piece of wisdom or a sense of love to them, but she was also able to learn something from them about who they are as people and where they are on their journey, just in those simple five minutes. Incredible story. Um, and something that's so accessible to all of us. It's not complicated to do. And I mean, how little time do we have with these little people? I know. Whenever I, whenever I go to talks and I say 18 summers, like, there's not a dry in the room. It's suddenly like, oh, my gosh, that's all there is, 18 yeah. summers. Uh, so start catching those little moments. Yeah, and enjoying them all. I mean, they may seem like mediocre moments, and sometimes I think we kind of strive for the crescendo. Yeah. But really just sit in the pocket of just being together. Absolutely. So it kind of takes us back uh, where we've gone in this conversation. It takes us right back to where we started in the way that we – think about ourselves as as parents so we're talking today about letting go of this this thought that i have to be a perfect parent who knows everything and once you start to do that uh, you don't have to carry those horrible feelings around you can turn hard moments where you get it wrong into learning opportunities but when you start to see yourself as valuable to your kids just the way you are perfect and imperfect uh, warts and all mm. Being able to just sit with our kids and just be suddenly becomes far easier because mm. you are so valuable to them just the way you are. You don't need to be anything more or less. And I think that's a very beautiful image to hold on to. Absolutely. We send you so much love on this precious, sacred, and sometimes terrifying journey. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Yeah, hold on. You've got it. And you, you – by listening to this conversation today, I often say to parents, by engaging in these kind of conversations and being curious and wanting to do better, just that in itself tells me that you're doing so much better than you think. Mm. We love you very dearly. If you'd like to connect with us, www.kindnesscan.co.za. We want to really uh, take this message of just like transparency and conversation and kind tools and facilitation into schools, into our communities, into our city, into corporate spaces. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Chat to you guys soon. Be kind. You've been listening to Kindness Can, the podcast. Find out more at kindnesscan.co.za.